Welcome to Good Enough Creative, a podcast for creative people. Hi again. Welcome back on this lovely leap day in February. Well, I say lovely and it's so gray and rainy out my window, but this happens to be the last day of my February podcast-a-thon, which has been an absolute trip. As I wrap up 30 days in a row of daily podcast episodes, because technically I started January 31st, I thought it would be fun to share what I've learned in this process of giving myself this robust creative challenge and how challenging ourselves like this can lead us to create improvements to our technique. It can improve our problem solving skills and it can help us become more efficient. Now, before we dive in, I want to talk about a few of the reasons you might not want to commit to a 30 day creative challenge. First, it takes a lot of time. In fact, this challenge took significantly more time, but in kind of different ways than I anticipated. But because it was something I really wanted to do, I knew that it was going to be worth it. I just had to accept that it would mean that some other things might not get done, or I might have to accept not doing everything perfectly. That's kind of hard, but you know, it's a good lesson to learn. And speaking of time, you might think you don't have enough time for a 30-day creative challenge, but let me say this. If you want to do it, you can do it. You will find a way to make the time. And last, you really do have to want to do it because 30 days is a lot. And you'll find out pretty quickly if you don't love it enough to keep going. And I bet this is why 30-day exercise challenges don't really work for me because I don't really want to do them. What I learned through this experience was so valuable because it's given me such a better awareness of what I'm passionate about. It's helped me discover new ways to approach the things that I love, and it's given me the momentum to keep going at a higher level than I was at before. I'll explain all of this in detail so that you can take any lessons from this experience that might feel familiar or relatable to you, but I think there are some good lessons in here that we can really apply in many creative areas of our lives. Now, the first thing I learned, which I knew, but boy, did this really drive at home. Starting is really fun. I love starting new things. And most especially if there's a bit of a challenge involved, I love starting and I love challenges. Win-win. There is a natural high with starting a new project. We're excited about it. We're obviously a little in the dark about how much work it'll be, but there's such a sense of hope and promise at the beginning. While I was going through this process over the month, I started reading the book, The Perfectionist Guide to Losing Control by Katherine Morgan Schaeffler. I'll link to the book in the show notes. It's a great book, but it's not at all about losing control, but it's about how to understand and embrace your perfectionism. And I learned that I'm the kind of perfectionist who loves, loves, loves to start new projects. And not only that, but to take on far more projects than any one human person can reasonably achieve in a single lifetime. It was honestly pretty reassuring to hear that because it helps me understand why I love the beginning so much. And you don't have to be any kind of perfectionist to love starting new projects, but I found that a lot of us do fall into this category of loving the beginning. So we may find ourselves starting a lot of things and not necessarily having the same energy to finish them. Now, thankfully, I am both a starter and a finisher, but my problem is I will start many new things before the other things are finished, and I will end up with far too much on my plate at one time. But that's just me, and that's how I roll. So the lesson here for number one is just to recognize that the early days of the creative challenge will probably be the most fun. Number two, projects will take as long as we let them. 
I have known this and even talked about this here before on the podcast, but I learned this in the biggest way during this challenge. Used to be when I would decide to work on the next episode of the podcast, I would come at it a little at a time. I would sit down and outline my ideas. I would spend several days filling it all in and getting it ready, and then I would record it and probably spend another day or two editing and getting it ready to upload. But when I switched to daily episodes, I didn't have that luxury of time anymore. It made me rethink how much time I was actually devoting to a 15-minute podcast episode. What's interesting is that it can take two to three hours of focus time, or it can take four to five days of sporadic effort. I started thinking about all the other things I do the same way, and I wonder if you can relate to this at all, because I don't think I'm the only person who does this. It might be kind of a creative person thing. I know that some people are really good at doing just one project at a time and seeing it through to the end before they work on the next thing. But because I'm someone who's usually juggling multiple projects all the time, and like I said, I think a lot of creative people fall into this category, not all of them, it's really easy to jump from one thing to the other and then back again. That's sort of how I roll. I used to think it kept my days interesting and gave me more variety, But if you give yourself four to five days to finish something, it will take four or five days to finish it. Whereas if you need to finish it in one day, you will approach it more efficiently. And when I gave myself that tighter schedule, I realized that it doesn't have to take me a week to get an episode ready. We have to shift our ideas about how much time we want to give ourselves. Now, listen, not everything needs to be a race. So I'm not talking about trying to rush. I'm talking about a way to make progress on a goal that you really want to do, but you have typically told yourself you don't have time for. Because when you rethink how much time you really need for it, you'll find that you can probably make progress more quickly than you think. I went from spending several days on an episode to challenging myself to have it ready and recorded by 8 a.m. Pacific each day. Now, this worked great for the first three weeks. I'll tell you in a minute what I learned in week four, but for this lesson here, I learned that if I committed to having it finished in the first two hours of my day each day, that I could do it. Number three, focusing on one thing at a time is really powerful. This is sort of writing on the coattails of number two, but part of what enabled me to finish an episode every day for 30 days was that I realized pretty quickly I had to stay in one spot and focus on just that one thing if I wanted to make sure I stayed on track. Because what I found myself doing was this sort of condensed version of what I'd done before. But instead of taking three or four or more days to do all the steps, I was spreading those out throughout one day in between other things I had to do. But by the end of the day, I would realize that I had started the process around 6 a.m. and I was still editing at 8 p.m. It felt like it was taking the whole day. And it kind of was, but not because it had to. It was because I was doing it piecemeal throughout the day. When I decided to switch gears and focus and not get up from my chair until I had uploaded a completed episode, I realized it doesn't take as much time as I expected. Number four, getting off course is inevitable, but not impossible to recover from. Now, I mentioned I'd come up with this idea that if I finished the next day's episode by 8 a.m. every morning, I would be on top of the schedule and it had very little overall impact on the rest of my day and what I needed to get done. But a couple of things happened that derailed me. For one thing, I had a birthday and my day ended up being so full of birthday stuff that I didn't get the next day's episode finished. So I woke up the day after my birthday and I was working on the episode for that day, which took several days to bounce back from because to get ahead again, I had to do two episodes in a day and that was a big commitment. 
I did not love getting behind like that, but I recognize that it's inevitable. And we kind of have to go into a 30-day challenge knowing that there's going to be a moment where something gets in our way. And I think for most of us, if we were to give ourselves a creative challenge and we ran into something like a birthday, we could technically skip a day somewhere and no one would notice except for us. But you probably know that I love a very public challenge because that makes you that much more committed when you have other people that are invested in your project too. And this is why sharing your challenge on social media or with your circle of friends is so powerful. We'll talk about this a little more in a minute, but having that accountability will help you stay focused and committed even when you lose momentum. I maintained solid momentum for the first three weeks, but by week four, it was getting a lot harder. But it was good to learn that I could fall out of step with my pace and still make it. Because that's a lesson we all need. If we're committed, we can bounce back. Number five, keeping your momentum is really important. I think we all experience the loss of momentum when we get to the middle of a project. It doesn't matter what kind of project it is. Momentum takes energy to get going. It's like getting started riding your bike and you have to pedal quite a bit at first to build up that momentum. But then you can take breaks from pedaling because it will start to move a little on its own. Now, granted, none of my podcast episodes happened without me doing the same work. I wish they would write themselves, but they don't. But I did notice that it got easier and faster because I'd started developing some systems and becoming more efficient. And that wouldn't have happened if I had kept going at it the way that I did before, right? Piecemeal here and there to create one or two episodes a week. Doing it every day helped me create a routine and it helped me build enough momentum that when I sat down to work on it, I could reach the finish line for the day so much faster. But we have to recognize that there will be moments along the way when we will have to start pedaling hard again. And that stinks sometimes because, you know, in the middle of a project, you might start to feel tired and less excited about it. And that's when you might not feel like having to pedal the bike again. Pedaling at the beginning is to be expected, but pedaling in the middle when you're tired and less enthusiastic is not as fun. But when it's something that you really want to do and it matters to you, you'll be able to dig deep and find that energy to keep things moving forward, even if you feel stuck or things get hard. Number six, speaking of stuck, you will inevitably get stuck somewhere along the way. When I started this project, I had an amazingly long list of ideas for new episodes. But what I realized about halfway through is that an idea does not an episode make. If you like to write and you've ever sat down to a blank page and then realize that nothing wants to come out of your head, then you know what I'm talking about. I will say that this momentary lapse of creative flow didn't last very long, which was great. But there were a couple of times where I felt stuck and the ideas just were not coming together in a cohesive way. But what's great is that when you give yourself a 30-day challenge, you don't stop just because you're not feeling inspired on one or two of those days. Inspiration will lag sometimes, but it's not gone forever. And I found that I just had to follow my own advice and do the things that I knew would help me tap back into that flow of ideas. And I'm pleased to report that following my own advice did work. (laughs) But I think it's good to recognize that we're all going to have moments where we're going to get stuck. It's normal. It's inevitable. And it doesn't mean anything other than that you might need to change things up a bit to find your groove again. Number seven, accountability is the key. I have never believed this more fully than I did during this month of episodes. I set myself up with a very big goal. Committing two to three hours every day for an entire month is a lot when you run your own business and you have a book launch in the works. But I gave myself the absolute best accountability measures by telling everyone in my community and all of my podcast listeners that I was going to do it. 
Now, to be fair, I have set public goals and failed before. (laughs) For example, I tried to go a whole year without buying yarn and I only made it three and a half months, but I was clearly not as committed to that goal. And I think that's the thing. First, you have to be really committed, especially if it's a big goal. And second, you need as many accountability buddies as possible. Because it's one thing if you skip a day and you're the only one who knows. But when other people are watching and cheering you on, you will find a way to make it happen. There will be days when life throws you a curveball. And my gosh, there have been so many this month. I kept saying to myself, if I'd known what this month would bring, I probably would have waited and done it at a better time. But, and this leads me to number eight, there's never a better time, so just do it. There's this lie I like to tell myself, and it's this. Things will slow down or get better next month. So I plan things for next month and surprise, next month is just as crazy and hectic as last month and the one before. I managed to produce a podcast episode every day for a month, even when my month went sideways, even when it was absolutely bonkers. We don't reach our goals because life suddenly hands us a pass and says, here, you deserve some uncomplicated weeks to work on this project with your full focus. Have fun. Man, I wish it worked like that. I think we have to make peace with the fact that we will always be busy. We will always have other stuff getting in the way, and there will never be a better or more perfect time than right now. Right now, if you're feeling the call and you are inspired and you are itching to start that journey, now is the time. There will never be a day that is any more perfect than the day you feel inspired to begin. I think we just have to be realistic and recognize that there will be some surprises and hiccups along the way, and we have to believe in ourselves and know that we'll find a way around them or over them or through them, whatever it takes. It has been such a delight and challenge in the best ways to spend this month sharing daily creative inspiration with you. I learned that this is part of my work that I would like to expand. I've loved making this a bigger focus, and I'm excited to see where it leads. And while I did learn that doing daily episodes isn't sustainable in the context of my business or my life, I do want to step up my regular podcast game a bit. So stay tuned next week on our regular day, which is Wednesday, and I'll share more about what's ahead and the fun new things that I have in store for you right here. Don't go anywhere. Catch up on any episodes you might have missed in the meantime, and I will be back here with you next week for our regularly scheduled programming. And I am so excited about what's ahead in March. Until next time, my friend, you've got this.